Chapter Thirty Five of Say and Seal. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kathleen. Say and Seal by Susan Warner. Chapter Thirty Five. Must I go to Pequot? Was the first thought that entered Faith's mind the next morning, and the advancing daylight with its clear steadfast way of looking at things said yes you must is there anything i who know most about this business can do to put an end to it that was a second thrilling question the same daylight gave its frank answer no you cannot you cannot faith took both answers and then sought in the very spirit of a child to leave all troublesome things where alone they could be taken care of there is a faculty in this saith leighton that all persons have not but the spirit of a child can do it and the spirit of a christian so far as it is right is none other faith went down stairs in spite of inward sorrow and trembling with a quiet brow it was very much the face of last night for its subdued look and in spite of the night's rest in its paleness too though the color played there somewhat fitfully sorrowful note of that mr linden took or the pained look of last night had not passed off from his face or both might be true so far as the most gentle quick-sighted and careful attention could be of avail the breakfast was pleasant otherwise it was but a grave affair even mrs derrick looked from one to the other with thoughtfulness that was not merely of faith's going away there was little time however for observations directly after breakfast the wagon was got ready and when they were bestowed in it and mr linden's farewell had bade faith remember all his injunctions the night before he turned and walked on to his own place of work and the mother and daughter set forth on their journey in a small insignificant house in a by-street of pequot was the little very odd household of the two miss and madame danforth they kept no servant they lived quite to themselves the various work of the household they shared between them and made it as good as play and no worse than play seemed all the rest of their quiet lives but miss dilly was ill now and unable to do her part and what was worse and more she had lost her wonted cheerful and gay way of looking at things that the little frenchwoman never lost but it takes two to keep up a shuttlecock and faith was welcome in that house what work she did there for the next two or three weeks was best known not to herself but to the two old ladies whose hearts she cheered and they knew not all they did not know the leap of faith's heart at the thought of home whenever morning or noon or night it came into her head she kept it out of her head as much as she could and she went about from the top to the bottom of the house even after the first day she came the same sort of sunbeam she was at home she took in hand miss danforth's broom and duster and did cindy's part of setting cups and saucers but that was a small matter the helpful hand which made itself so busy and the voice which ran music all up and down the house were never forgotten even by the french woman to miss danforth feeble and ailing 
faith ministered differently and did truly the work of an angel more than once before the second day was done miss dilly repeated faith child how glad i am i sent for you and madame danforth took to her mightily opened heart and arms without reservation and delighting to have her company carried her down into the kitchen and initiated faith into deep mysteries of the science and art the headquarters of which are there now did faith learn new secrets about coffee about eggs about salads and about vegetables that she never knew before and for some unknown reason she was keen to learn and liked the half-hours over the kitchen fire with madame danforth so well that the little french woman grew proud of her pupil it was the third day of faith's being at pequot faith was engaged in some gentle offices about the room folding up clothes and putting drawers in order miss danforth's eye watched her following every movement till madame danforth left the room to go out on business faith was summoned then to her aunt's side it was the darkening part of the afternoon faith sat down at the foot of miss danforth's great easy chair looked into the fire and wondered what they were doing at patacoasset and so faith child you're taken to new ways i hear to faith's quick ear miss danforth's voice shewed a purpose it was less brisk than its old wont her answer was as simple as possible yes aunt dilly it's true you don't think you're any better than you used to be do you no ma'am yet my life is better i hope i don't believe it how could it be in this at least that i am the servant of god now before i never thought of serving him i never did said miss dilly but there was a silence faith's heart leapt to hear this confession but she said nothing and sat still as a mouse how's mr linden getting on in patacoasset well you like him as well as ever yes alert questions rather faint answers do you remember what he said one night about everybody being precious do you remember it faith yes ma'am very well i suppose i have thought of it five hundred and fifty times miss dilly went on what were the words faith do you know em faith did not move only repeated and if they had been literal diamonds every word would not have seemed so precious to her they shall be mine saith the lord in the day when i make up my jewels that's it said miss dilly now go on can you faith and tell me what it means it is spoken of the people that fear the lord aunt dilly it goes on and i will spare them as a man spareth his own on that serveth him then shall ye return and discern between the righteous and the wicked between him that serveth god and him that serveth him not tell me more faith said miss danforth presently in a subdued voice i don't understand one thing about it from beginning to end in answer to which faith turned took a bible and as one did of old preached unto her jesus it was very simple preaching faith told her aunt the story even very much as she had told it to johnny fax and with the same sweet grave face and winning tongue which had drawn the children as earnest as they miss dilly listened and looked and brought her strong sense to bear upon the words not with the same ease of understanding she said little 
excepting to bid faith go on in a tone that told the quest she was upon unsatisfied yet faith went on but preferred to let the bible words speak instead of her own it brought mrs custer's to mind again though this time faith's joy of heart made her words ring as from a sweet silver trumpet so they fell on the sick woman's ear nor was there a stay or interruption till faith heard the hall door close below she shut the book then then her arm came round miss danforth's neck and her kisses spoke well enough the glad sympathy and encouragement faith spoke in no other way one earnest return answered her from that time to read the bible to her aunt was faith's work morning noon and night literally sometimes far into the night for miss danforth embracing what she had never known before as the light gradually broke upon her and feeling that her time for study might be made short was in eager haste and longing to acquaint herself with the broad field of duties and privileges all new now laid open before her faith could not read too much miss dilly could not listen too long faith child she said one night late when they were alone can't you pray for me i do aunt dilly no no but i mean can't you pray with me now here can't you faith faith kissed her hid her face in her hands and trembled and then knelt and prayed and many a time after that End of chapter 35